Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 82 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I am here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for being here and thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Now on today's episode, episode number 82, we're teaming up with Robert from the very cool and insightful online MTB website called Freewheeling. Now he was on a couple of episodes back, so you may um, have heard of him before and you may have checked out his stuff. But if you haven't done so, uh, go do that. He, He records all the Irish racing scene, does interviews does reviews, stuff like that, so it's, it's a very cool website, and you know, this is somewhat a first for the podcast, because we've never done a bike review, so it's great to get Robert on the show and talk to us through his latest review of the 2019 Vitus Scarp VRX, and uh, Robert was kindly asked by Chain Reaction Cycles to take the bike out for a number of weeks, put it through his paces, test it out, write a review on his thoughts and post it on his website. Um, So after having Robert on the show, as I say, back on episode, I think it was episode 79, we got chatting and decided why not come back on the podcast and tell us about his experience with writing and reviewing the 2019 SCARP. So Robert was kind enough to come on and tell us all about it. Uh, So if you're in the market for a new bike or an upgrade, then this is the episode for you. We don't get too technical. We don't get into crazy angles and percentages and stuff like that. We talk about what you and me as riders would want to know about buying a new bike, value versus price, weight, different specs available, how it rides, whether to go for the 27.5 or the 29er, and if it'll work for you, all that kind of stuff. Just simple, straight down the line and kind of stuff. So, folks, I will let Robert do the token, and we'll get on to it, we'll get into it, and we'll see what this bike is like from Vetus. And um, it's a good listen, so tune in and check it out. Thanks for being here, folks. So all I have to do is welcome Robert to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Robert, welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. How are you today, sir? Very good, Gareth. Uh, thanks for having us on again. Um, always good to catch up and have a chat. No problem. Well, we're all about uh, the mountain bikes, we're all about the Irish scene and um, here tell me your freewheeling site has been putting up some amount of stuff over the last few days you've been a busy busy boy <laughs> yeah it's um, I suppose this time of year uh, kind of pre-season and races are kind of ha- all kind of sort of happening together at the same time so there was a lot there was a lot going on we had the the, the, the Enduro World Series just kicked off and then uh, pretty much the first round of each national championship is sort of happening within w- weekends of each other. So there's a, yeah, there was a lot going on. There's a lot kind of happening just right at the moment now for this April. So yeah, it's, it's nearly as soon as you get something up on the website, you're kind of chasing the next story to post that up. So yeah, it was it's busy. It's busy. Yeah, and the stuff's really good, and it's really cool to have it kind of in one area where you can jump in and just see what's going on and who's doing what. It's it's re- so any guys, anybody out there that wants to know what's happening in the Irish scene, just go onto freewheeling.ie and you'll get all the info there. It's really cool to have it on one spot. I think that's what we were missing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Thanks for that. No bother. Well, we're here today. We're going to chat. Do now. This is a first for the podcast because I've never reviewed a product on the podcast before. 
Yeah, you were saying this to me. This is uh, yeah, it's in the, this is breaking new ground today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's chat about the Vitus Scarp. Um, now, you got this through chain reaction off the back of the e-bike and stuff, but um, how did that all come about then? How did they come to lend you the, the new Scarp? Um, kind of got, um, I was actually up in the shop, up um, in the chain reaction cycle shop on Boucher Road and got talking to Dave Aston, who is the store manager, and then kind of eventually kind of led on all of it freewheel and mountain bike website and he was he's actually following it and he's always he was he's, he's keeping an eye on it and um he he then just you know said oh do you do any bicycle reviews or what what do you do he says we've we'd be interested in uh, uh getting involved in that and um, helping you out with bike reviews and so i was like yeah definitely i have not something that really pursued but um decided yes why not try it and see, see how things go so it kind of accidentally started out with the with the e-bike that um i was doing the photo shoot for their new team for their new enduro team and i had the e-bike to go around with them to do the photos when we were out in the trails in Ross Trevor. and they didn't have space in their van to take it back to the shop so i accidentally hung on to it for four or five weeks <laughs> and then when i returned um i don't i sort of kind of kept a blog or a, a a record of what I was doing online with the e-bike as I was doing it. And then uh, Dave was then keen to pursue that and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, go on with the Vitus Escarp because actually that they would have demo models of all the bikes that they sell in the shop. There are demo models. So anybody, any public can just come in. You can book uh, a bicycle for the day or mm-hmm. a couple of days and you can take it away and test it. And then if you like what you what you've just ridden and you're keen to buy the bike, then they will take the price of let's say I think the demo is about an average of fifty pound per day. So if you know you can you take the, the end up taking that off the, the retail price of the bike. Mm-hmm. So so it's basically I'm reviewing the range of demo bikes that they have in the shop for about a four about a four to six week window. So it's a it's a short enough review, but it's uh it's it's enough time to get a good feel of it and get a good uh, understanding of the bike as such, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, no, certainly, and um, it's it's cool that they do something like that because you know you're going to be investing a bit of money in something like this, and you almost want a test drive, you know? Exactly, yeah. The fact that you know you you can go up, um, take the bike away for a day or take it away for the weekend. And ride it and get a proper on the trails that you know as well. Like you can, you know, say whatever wherever is your local. If you want to go there or go go anywhere, to be honest. But mm-hmm. you know, if you take take it to the trails you know and ride it, and then you can compare it against what you've owned or previously ridden, it gives you an idea. Then do you like the bike or do you not like the bike? And then you know whether you want to proceed and then buy the bike. It, it's definitely a good. And I think a lot of bike bike shops actually do that as well. Which which is kind of cool on the mountain bike side of things that you're you know you're not buying something blind you've got a good you got a already got an initial feel for what it's like before you part with your money because it's it's not it's uh, it's important that you know yeah yeah and I think I think the way a lot of the smaller stores do it is the owners basically or whoever works in the store that's their bike and then if somebody wants to come in and try it they have to let them try it <laughs> yeah yeah that's and i assume it's probably a little bit the same with 
yeah, the chain reaction Belfast shop as well. Although they've quite a they've a wide range. They go from they've got demo models of their Vitus range, their nuke proof range, their cube range. I think also the GT they have uh, demo models there, and then mm-hmm. they've just started selling Ragley as well. So they're hardtail only. So there's demo there would be or on the way demo bikes of of, of those in the near future too. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's plenty plenty of scope there if you if you want to go a bit of Fun, fun time window shopping in a sense. <laughs> you could, uh, yeah, there's plenty, plenty to try out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool you can do that. And um, because I suppose if there was a couple of you going out, you could take a couple of different bikes and, you know, you could try a GT, you could try a nuke proof, um, see what you like and yeah. go from there, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, and then there's also, don't forget, a lot of trail centers um, kind of doing collaborations with shops like the Gap down in Dublin or Bike Park Ireland, they would do collaborations with, say, Trek or various different bike manufacturers throughout the year, and they would have actual demo days. Mm-hmm. So they'd have their, say, Giant was in the Gap for the day. You know, you can do a full test. You could you can go there and, you know, book a bike out to test for the, for the, um, to ride around the Gap. And actually on the, just when I think of it now, the International Day of Dirt that's coming to Ross Trevor on uh, April 13th, Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast will be there as well with a full range of demo bikes that you can book in and try out around the trails of Ross Trevor. So, yeah, it's pretty good. There's lot, lots of scope, lots, lots, to, lots to do. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's chat a wee bit about the bike you had then. So it was the 2019 Vitus Escarp. Now, it was the aluminium, is that correct? Yeah, um, what I had was the Vitus Escarp, the 29 VRX. Um, the Escarp range is aluminium only, actually. There's, mm-hmm. In this is full suspension range of Vitus, you have the Escarp, which they would angle as their trail, all-mountain, uh, trail center, all-mountain bike. And then their Summit would be their full enduro spec bike. So the Escarp, the summit would be carbon only, and it's only available in a 27.5 inch wheel size. Whereas the scarp would be aluminium only, but it's all it's available in 27.5 and 29 inch wheels. And there are across that there's five different specs. So there's mm-hmm. three three different kind of spec levels in the 27.5, and then there's two spec levels with the 29. So I had the top end spec, which is the VRX, um, and it, it it actually it retails at uh, just under three thousand pounds. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it's a lovely looking bike, and it's a lot of bike for not a lot of money, if you know what I mean. For for the spec that you get on it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was looking at them a wee bit earlier, and the range kind of goes from about one point seven thousand up to yeah. kind of what you're riding there yeah um, now chain reaction have a seal on i think you're getting savings of about 10 percent on them bikes at the minute um not an advert for chain reaction but i'm just kind of saying that's the prices you know yeah. Yeah. um and uh yeah nice range of bikes and the thing is it's it's quite a simple range initially when you look at it you know it's there's not six different bikes with six different types of trail or six different set you know it's quite simple to understand yeah if you within the escarp range you basically have 
you know, you have a decision. Do I want a 650B 27.5 inch wheel or do I want a 29 inch wheel? And then you have a kind of a spec range within that wheel size. So mm -hmm. that spec range based on your budget, you know, that's essentially what it is. So I'm on the currently on the VRX, which would be the it's the top end of the top end spec of mm -hmm. 29er and that you know it comes it, it's uh, it comes with the the fox 36 mil uh 36 fork and then the fox dpx2 uh, rear shock with the with the piggyback system on it mm -hmm. um, and then you've got the shram guide or e-brakes and then you have the good components like the Shimano uh, XT um, 8000 uh, shifters and cassettes. So yeah, you're getting you're getting a lot you're getting a lot of top end spec for for for, for your for your price in there as well. Um, yeah, and you know the the it's just come to my attention now, but with Vitus being let's say a Belfast brand, if you want to say that. Yeah. Um, that Escarp you're on has got 150 mil travel. Um, yeah. Do you think when Vitus are designing the bikes, they design them for our trails, what we have available here? I definitely, it has to have a, our trails, our Irish trails, um, you know, definitely have a positive influence on the designers. Like the designers themselves would be from Northern Ireland, be Belfast based. Um, the test riders that they have, if we look back at last year, which would have been in development, the test riders they had then, which would be in, in development for, for, for the 2019 model, like Colin Ross and Glenn O'Brien both raced and would have had an input in development of the, mm -hmm. of, the of the Vitus range. Um, both Colin and Glenn actually raced the Scarp last year. Um, you know, Roscoe, he raced it, he won the first round of the Vitus cup on his 29er scarp i remember that in castle Island last year you know glenn raced the scarp throughout the season so all that has to go back all that feedback and knowledge would have to go back to the to the to the to the boys in in the in Molusk. so mm -hmm. definitely yeah what you know yeah definitely what um what war riding would be considered in the in the design prospect prospect of of the bike i'm sure definitely yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, if you're thinking about a bike and you're going to be riding, let's say, 99% of the time in Ireland or Northern Ireland or whatever, um, but on the island, you know, you've got to really consider that that would play a massive part in the quality of that bike for the trails you're going to be riding. Yeah, yeah, def yeah, well, you would imagine so, you know, because you're not riding your big high alpine mountain stuff you know that sort, mm. sort of style or you're not on your 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 rockies or wherever in america um you know you're on your more mountains or your wicklow way or your mm -hmm. down, down in cork you know you that's where you are and to know that part of the development team has 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 uh tested the bike with those trails in mind it, it's definitely warming or definitely a welcoming thought i would I would assume for a lot of people, um, and then also that you know you kind of you know chain reaction. It's, it's a Belfast brand, so you're kind of buying local in a sense too, aren't you? I suppose I'd like to mm -hmm. probably like to think that a little bit too. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about it like that before. Um, you know, definitely, there's just pluses. I think doing something yeah. like that. 
Now, now, twenty nine Okay, let's chat about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was new for me. It wasn't. Um, that was the reason I went for the twenty nine er over, say, opposed to the twenty seven point five. I'd never ridden a twenty nine er before. And, you know, my, my mate, my mate has one. He well, he he he's a twenty nine er specialized enduro, and he loves it. And then um, actually, Nate Baxter that I was, I was riding with quite a bit. She's a twenty nine er specialized enduro, and she loves it too. And you kind of a lot of people actually have them. And then I, was, I haven't actually ridden one before, so it'll be worth trying it out and see what it's like. So yeah, that's why we went the road with that one. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when I had me on the podcast there um, a couple of episodes back, we chat about the 29er thing because she's quite short. And yeah. the, the whole thing about the 29er thing, they're saying that it doesn't suit people that are short, but she loves it. How did you find it compared to the 27.5? Um, I'm around that five nine i think i'm about five nine five ten in height so i suppose to be average enough height the frame mm-hmm. i'm on a, a medium-sized frame on the 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 escarp um whereas I, I could probably sit between a medium and a large with it actually to be honest um i kind of yeah i, know, I, I think that up, height yeah if i, I, I think a large bike i'd I'd, yeah. I'd still feel okay and i wouldn't feel too stretched out and, and I don't feel too cramped on the me- on the medium either. kind of fit balanced in between so mm. but uh, yeah sorry what you were you were I just about the 29er I wanted to know just your initial thoughts on it, how it was different to the 27.5 yeah well straight up it look it it, it looks bigger if you know what I mean it definitely mm. if you stand beside it and you look you go geez that looks big you know the wheels they look they look definitely bigger than what you've been riding on before. But then when you're on it and you're riding it, it doesn't feel big. That's the first thing that kind of caught my eye straight away. It was, it didn't, it didn't feel like a big, but it just felt like a, no, just felt like I kind of, I was still almost on the 27.5 inch wheels. If you know what I mean? It didn't feel, I didn't feel any taller, any longer, any more stretched out. I felt comfortable and, I always think that's a good sign of a bike. If you feel at home on a bike straight away, that's a good that's a good sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, like you do notice, there's a um, okay. Initially, between either climbing or if you take the trail down on the downhills ascent first, um, you do notice there's a a roll a quicker rolling speed than what you kind of had with the twenty seven point five. That's the one that caught me uh, by surprise first. And not so much maybe on the steeper gradient stuff, but on more on the mellower style gradient, you know, it just kind of kind of picks up the speed a little bit quicker. For me, it felt like it picked up the speed a bit quicker, but it also held the speed speed a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't where in sections were as, as expected to slow down somewhat, slow down quicker. I wasn't. It was just kind of carrying the rolling speed along the trail, good, and uh, that that's something I noticed straight away. I also weirdly I found I felt like when I dropped into some of the first early techie sections I kind of dropped it I could feel like the front end was a bit bigger than what I'd been used to maybe on the 27 inch wheels where the wheels sort of I could notice the wheel was noticeably larger for some reason (laughs) my eyes were kind of diverted towards the roots and the ground I was catching the wheel at the same time but that was something that sort of faded away into the distance and you kind of get on with it but um yeah, I definitely, you know, I've only had it for a couple of weeks, so 
you know, I haven't had a long-term review, but, you know, it's it definitely, the more I wrote it, the more I was enjoying it, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and do you find, because I'm in the market for a new bike, right? My bike's 10 years old. I need a new bike. But I am, and I'm still on 26, by the way. Yeah. But I I just don't know whether to go for the 27.5 or the 29. It's a real kind of issue because I did have a couple of Santa Cruises out before I came here to Malta, and one was a 27.5, one was a 29. And to be honest, I preferred the 27.5. Um, and I don't know if it was the, the bike in total or it was the, the size of the, the wheel, but it just felt a wee bit more playful to me. The 29er felt a wee bit like it just wanted to go straight most of the time. Um, did you find anything like that? Or? Um, I know a lot, a lot of people talk about the playfulness. The 27 does carry probably a bit more playfulness than the 29er. Um, again, it's probably down to the, it's the size more than anything. But um, I did enjoy the 29er in the sense that when I got a couple of trails under me, I was I was quite a home on it, and I felt kind of skippy happy on some of the rocks and roots and and jump ons and jump off kind of slabs and things like that. And I was it did feel like it, it does feel like a playful bike. It doesn't um, it doesn't feel like a bike that you have to kind of bash into everything to get through it. You can you know, you can pick a line and you can be creative with your lines too. That was definitely something that I didn't know if I would it would happen on the. 29 as easily as maybe what it would do on my the bike I have is a GT4 so it's it's a 27.5 and like it's pretty good you know it's it's you really can you know catch a wee rock and kind of hop onto the next one or kind of skip sideways or back mm -hmm. it in, into a berm and stuff and um with the 20 29er I was pretty much doing that after the end of the first ride on it yeah it was it definitely didn't didn't you know it didn't feel less didn't feel much less playful than what mm -hmm. i was doing and then actually because I, I was at the same time i've been doing a few a few of these gopro course previews so i've been watching myself back on the gopro how i've been riding and um because Maeve was following me on some of the trails so she she was videoing me so i was kind of watching how i was <laughs> i could see myself how i was riding on it and mm -hmm. i could see myself like um you know, kind of just stepping it into a few corners or catching a wee rock and popping off stuff that I, I probably maybe didn't feel like I was doing it as I was riding the trail, but then I could see myself actually physically doing it when I watched it on the GoPro. So, like, it's yeah, there's your playful hand handling there, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, so you don't find with the 29er you're having to take different lines and the corners or anything like that. You would just ride it the same as you would your 27.5? I was just riding it the same, and... I noticed myself, I was able to pull some kind of tight squared off lines if I wanted it as well. Like it was, um, you know, if it was coming down the trail, it was, um, I could kind of cut an inside line and kind of square it down into the next corner. And I was doing that pretty well. And the very first time I came down, I came down the trail and there's a nasty little chicane in the middle of it. And I've never liked it. And I never kind of, I always made a mess of it on the GT and, and I, and this, the first day I was on the bike, I actually rode down it through it, like feet in the pedals, no problem. Didn't take a dab or nothing. And I was like, oh, that was that was pretty good. Mm. But like normally you kind of half clip a rock somewhere or 
you know something catches you but i think there's a little bit of extra ground clearance i suppose with the with the with the 29 inch wheels so you just stay a little bit above them in places which is kind of good too mm-hmm. um yeah it's interesting and you know and i know you follow the ews and stuff and is it ryan mays that won the first round on the gt he was running he was on the 29, the front, and the 27.5, yeah. the bike. Yes, uh, Martin Mays on the GT. Martin Mays, sorry, I called yeah. him Ryan, I think. <laughs> He's actually on the GT. He's on the new model GT Force. Um, and then I was just watching, I was only just purely watching kind of videos and the bike tech videos that they do. And he said he'd been, te- he said, he couldn't say much about it. Obviously, it's not in production, so it's, it's kind of, he's not allowed to say too much. But he was, what he did say was he had tested all different variations of wheel sizes over the winter and you know he was he felt the 27 was more playful and the 29er was kind of more planted and maybe more faster so that's so he went for more uh planted front end and a bit more of a playful back end with the 27 inch so that was kind of his his understanding of it i think Mm -hmm. that's the way it's going to go you know i reckon (laughs) But then, do you uh, do you want to have to carry two sets of tubes in case you get a puncture? <laughs> probably not, but yeah. you know, uh, it's it's interesting. I think it's very interesting. Now that scarp, can you? Is the twenty seven point five a plus? Can you put twenty nine inch wheels on that? Um, so I want to the if you get it, which go again? If, if you get one or the other, can you ch- can you change the rim sizes about? Because I know some of the twenty seven point fives come as plus, so you can put twenty nines on them. Uh, I actually don't know to be honest. I wouldn't. I don't know if you can just you know if you get if you buy the twenty seven inch model, can you swap it and put twenty nine inch wheels? I, yeah. I don't know if you can. I, I kind of would. I don't see why you would need to, considering you could buy the. 29 inch model anyway so it's the same bike if you know what i mean um, yeah it's, it's interesting i think if if martin mays keeps winning this ews yeah um it's only a matter of time till you can do something like that yeah. from it'll the shop be, floor it'll also be interesting to see if many people are going to take his lead there's about a six week gap between rounds two and three mm-hmm. so from tasmania to madeira so will anybody else show up in Madeira on what he's running, that'll be interesting to see. Actually, <laughs> that would have you down a direction where a lot of people are thinking, or he just bloody fast anyway, and he'd 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 he'd, he'd, have, he'd, have, he'd have hung it out on on uh, whatever he was riding. You know, twenty six, or he probably would have gone pretty good too. You know, aye, aye, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, now the the um, the scarp comes tubeless ready. Were you riding it tubeless? Were you? Uh, I I think it's on I think I think it's actually on tubes and I'll tell you why because I didn't get a puncture and I didn't look inside to see what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> basically, um, I, yeah, I've basically been riding as it came out of the shop. I've been riding it. I didn't um, I didn't take I didn't take the tire off to check to see if it, it's tubeless ready. So you could set it up tubeless. That's not it's not a big deal. It's um, but I didn't get a puncture, so I didn't um, check to see if it was a tube or a tubeless setup. But then I goes that show that the tires are pretty pretty good and they're minion tires on Max's minions, mm-hmm. and um, you know we were hammering down through, you know Ravens there Ravens there I was riding it mostly and like just hammering down through the rocks and the roots and uh, didn't pick up any punctures on it. So, but also I noticed the grip in the tires was really good. Um, 
well, that was also one of the first times I was riding on the Maxis Minions because I'd normally ride with the the Magic Marys, the Swab Magic Marys, and um, kind of rode it from both muddy, wetty, sloppy ground to what it is just around about now, where it's sort of perfect, that loamy kind of hero or dirt style stuff. And um, the grip across the full across those spectrums was was really good. Um, I noticed there's um, just one particular trail you drop into it, and it's it's a steep drop in with a lot of off camber routes. And you know, it's the front end just tracked really good down through that. I was well surprised. I kind of normally you'd kind of the main line is is the roughest, snottiest line, and. And, and, and if the conditions aren't great, you kind of avoid it to the left or the right. And then I was like, I'll just throw it down the middle and see what happens. If I crash, I crash. And I, I kind of came through and was out the other side before. I was like, oh, that was that was pretty good. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you're running on the good the good forks you're running on there. You're on the, um, the Fox 36 forks. So that definitely plays a big factor. And it just shows you that you've got the grip in the tires that you can kind of trust it as well. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did you find the twenty nine are more grippy as well, just more planted and stuff like that? Yeah, it did. It did hold its line good. Yes, it did. You know, um, if you kind of got you know coming into your corners, whatever, you could hold your line in the berms. It was it was good for that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Tires make such a big difference, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and the, and the the climbing speed on them was good. It wasn't like they were super grippy and draggy on the climbs you had you know it was comfortable climbing i was um i wasn't i wasn't hanging off the back just trying to get up the hill and then i still had more grip than than i was able for going down you know so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that bike's running the xt group set the shimano xt which is top of the range i think for shimano is it yeah yeah i think it's it's top end it's like a lot, a lot of the components on it, they're all you know the top end bits. Um, mm-hmm. so you are getting good value for for your price. You know, if you're thinking, you know, there's a lot of good parts in there from that three grand bracket that um, you know, not to be sniffed at. The 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 the, the cassette on it is uh, is eleven speed, but the the granny gear on it is massive. It's it's you know there were you know that was it's I think it's Shimano's version of the eagle kind of system mm-hmm. lately and it's so it feels like a 12 speed although it's only 11 speed if you know what i mean right and um because when you rack it up into that top granny gear it's uh, uh it, it'll take you up anything at all because i because i just spent like four weeks i suppose on the e-bike so i was my my climbing was crap <laughs> i'd been used to lazing it around for four weeks and then I jumped on that and I was like, I was definitely glad I had that gear on the back of it because um, it was it, it just go up the side of a wall nearly, you know, that type of thing. It was brilliant. But you didn't have to, it was, it was there, it's there when you want it. it. It's not, you know, when you need it, it's not there. You're not always into it. I noticed after a couple of rides, it was maybe just a toot lower because it was still prop, still really good geared for, for climbing a, a toot lower. Mm-hmm. And um then when you get to some sort of steep stuff or at the end of the day when you're sort of starting to flag you have it and you, you crank back up into it again and away you go yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool it's, yeah. a, it's a nice setup yeah and I, I never really topped out much on it at all like riding down the road i didn't top out which was which was like on top end speed i didn't i wasn't lacking there as well so the gear and all around was good um 
yeah, I was pleased with that because I it did have I do I do notice with the the GT it, it it climbs really well, but then sometimes I'm I'm kind of lacking a bit of gear, even just you know kind of segling in the road, you're kind of lacking a bit of bit of top end speed, whereas the the the, the scarp sort of was well well balanced on on, on the on the on the gear. Mm-hmm. And what's what's the age of your GT now? It's a twenty. It's two thousand and seventeen. So it's actually the oh. old spec because they released their this year. They released the the new LTS model where the shock is where the shock is. What would you say? Perpendicular with the ground, whereas mine's parallel yeah. ground. Okay, yeah, yours kind of runs above the crank that kind of way, does it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So, first impressions of the scarp. Then, um, what do you think? Uh, price versus value? Is it something you would consider purchasing? Um, yeah, because definitely you can't you can't knock the price on you know a three thousand euro or three thousand pound price mark for for what you're getting. You're getting a lot of bike for that price, and definitely it's something something to consider. It's it's that is with something with the with the virus range because they're you know they're sold direct only through wiggle and chain reaction and actually Boucher Butcher Boucher Road in Belfast is the only shop that actually retails the virus range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where they're that's where they're able to keep their 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 price down. And but the spec is really 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 strong on it. Um, initial impression like it's it's a it's a class looking bike. Um, it's got like a the two tone color system on it with the the silver and like the cyan bluey color through the frame looks. It's a beautiful looking bike, especially with the orange kind of um the the orange logos. They definitely kind of outdid themselves this year. I don't I didn't like as much last year's when I seen last year's ones. I didn't like them as much, but then this year's will look looks class. You know, you're getting your fox. Fox suspension as well. You're getting like a, like them the SRAM guide brakes on it are class. I've had a few people like have a quick spin around the car park on it just to see what it was like. And like the first thing they sort of said was, "Geez, the brakes are pretty good on this thing." Like, and it's on the front. The front's got a 200 mil rotor and it's a 180 mil rotor in the back. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, there's there, there's good stop and power. And, and I didn't get any brake fade. But sometimes you do kind of on a lesser spec brake system, you will get a bit of fade, you know, on it, on it, on it, this on a descent, maybe a minute or two into the descent, you will get sort of freight brake fade. Um, there is a few, you know, there's obviously, you know, pros and cons with every bike, and this one, you know, it comes in an aluminium frame, but you don't have the, you know internal routing like that would you would get with a carbon frame and mm. that so you do have a you do have a bit well aesthetically it, it's a bit it's not as clean as say what a carbon frame would be and then you do have you know aluminium wells running through the frame and stuff but the weight of it it's very light i was surprised by that because I, I again i i, I kind of when writing the trails i just kind of hand weighted off my mates specialized uh carbon model frame and there was not a lot in them you know there wasn't a lot of difference in in the weight of them I, I was very surprised for that for for an aluminium frame versus a carbon frame you would have expected it to be heavier and it wasn't mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting i think and once you go to higher spec as well i think mm-hmm. you get that weight saving also you know 
Yeah. So I suppose if you're not sold in carbon or you can't, you don't think you, you want to put that kind of money into a bike, a carbon frame, mm. then this is a good way to go. You get the aluminium frame, but you spec up on your components. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, save a bit of cost on the carbon and then, you know, take advantage of those savings and put them into the, the components like suspension and brakes and, 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 and the cassettes. Mm. Um, yeah. And, a lot of I, everybody, I think a lot of people probably think, oh, I need a carbon bike. Do you really need a carbon bike or do you just think that you kind of need a carbon bike? <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely something to consider. Yeah, I think so. I, my personal opinion on it is if you're racing um, and you're trying to get the best times you can, whether it's in an actual race or against your Strava computer or whatever, then carbon's maybe the way to go. But if you're just wanting to have a good robust bike not spend as much money and still enjoy it and still have high specs i think aluminium's the way to go yeah and and will you like okay that's a more of a long-term question but you may get a lot you maybe have a longer life of an aluminium frame as well and i suppose over a carbon frame mm, yeah and i suppose i suppose a carbon frame and especially if it's running carbon rims as well it's going to be a stiffer bike and I, I don't know personally if I like that or not because I just haven't had enough time on on something like that to know. So I suppose that's something to consider as well. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. Um, horses for courses, really. Everybody kind of has their own uh, bits they like and bits they don't like and bits they read about that they, they think they need and stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm the courses so when do you have to give the bike back um next uh about another week uh, week or so on it um and then and then have to return it but uh, <laughs> back onto the gt then i was like i don't actually want to give it back <laughs> it that much. and it it's um it's 150 mil travel um you've got 150 in the in the fork i think i think basically all around you call it 150 mil travel and um which is less, it's about 20 mil less than, say, their Enduro model, which is the Summit. But um, I, w- I was enjoying I didn't, um, I didn't uh, feel wanting or feel lacking suspension. Now, I'm not somebody that, I don't, I don't read, I don't jump, to be honest, let's be honest. <laughs> my, my skill level doesn't really, gap jumps aren't for me. Um, and, but then, like, the trails loved, loved like, the steep, tacky stuff it was it was really really good um the like you weren't you weren't looking for more you know needing more suspension and stuff like that and those the the fox that you've got you've got the fox suspension front and rear and that's that's good gear you've got on that you know and you really can feel it it's very plush it's a good it's a good suspension setup to have on a bike um there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a little bit, there's more setting up on it than maybe I would know what to do. I did a bit of setting up on it and I'd like to, if I had, you know, if I was on it, if it was my bike or I was on it a lot of a longer review, I'd spend more time than I was, than I had to get it set up a bit better. Initially when I got it, I could feel a good bit of chatter, see like through into, into my hands on, on the front end where a lot of the choppy bumps was kind of getting a riding up through my hands. Mm-hmm. So um, what I did was I soft I opened out the rebound full turn on the bottom because it wasn't actually set quite right. It was it was it was set 
almost closed, so I opened it out a bit. And then I, I actually hardened up the compression, the clickers on the front fork. There's two sets of compressions on this fork. You've got um, high-speed and low-speed compression damping on it. Um, so I, I just played, I played around with the, the high-speed one, I think it was, and um, stiffened it up a bit, and it, it seemed to help quite a lot. I didn't play around with the rear shock much at all. Um, I just kind of left it was as is. It felt pretty good. And then overall, I, I was kind of, you know, the, the suspension felt good for the, within reason, you know, if, I, if you understand, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, as I said, it's only, it's, it's a short term review. You're not going to spend, you know, you haven't got time to spend days setting up a suspension. So I didn't, I didn't go down that road with it, but I enjoyed, I like the suspension it's it's good that if you had it you definitely want to like spend a little bit more time and getting it right and getting it dialed because it makes such a massive difference yeah that folks factory stuff's amazing though it's just unreal yeah like to come out like a stock out of a shop to be that good already you know you're on a winner you know you spend a bit of time getting it to suit how you like it pick a trail that's got a little bit of everything on it and spend a bit of time setting it up because you've also you can you, you know you could probably play around the shims and the inside of the fork legs and stuff like that to 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 get the weight set up better you know so um you know you put a bit more time and you've got a hell of a suspension package for for, for what you're getting you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It sounds like it sounds like a nice ride, and I'll maybe steal Glenn's off him when I see him next. <laughs> the weird thing, actually, just the the the, the forks got a weird. I, I initially I thought there was something I'd done something wrong or something because the fork has got a re, there's when you on the rebound there's like a squishy noise every time you rebound, and because I'd never ridden on the Fox before, and apparently that's a thing with Fox suspension the fork. There's a like a squish or a suck on mm-hmm. the rebound. So as you're coming down the trail, you, the first time you go on, you go, "Fuck, this is a bit weird." And then because it's just going, it's just squishy noise on the rebound all the time. And then after a while, you sort of like get used to it, and it kind of well, it's just part of this the fox suspension, I suppose. Yeah, no, I know it is because we have some bikes in the store, um, especially e-bikes, and uh, the fox forks on them. That's the, the you can really hear it in those. Because yeah. they're all they're all running big, you know, thirty sixes or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you can really hear it. It's a uh, real distinctive. And there has been somebody ask, "Is that right? Is there something wrong with this fork?" But it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was like, "Is that can be right?" And then I was like, "Oh, maybe that." And then I was told, "No, that's actually that's actually normal enough for it." So um, there was one little thing I didn't, which was um, the frame it doesn't hold a water bottle you can't well you can put a water bottle on the f- mount on onto the frame but mm. because the fox has a piggyback system on it the, the the piggyback system hits off the water bottle if you know what i mean so yes the, and a standard water bottle won't fit on the bike uh, you can't run it on it you can kind of leave a half into it if you want i've seen a few people like that i've seen actually jack devlin he kind of ha- runs his half in to avoid it to avoid the piggyback the reservoir hitting off the bottle but then i was speaking to uh, garrett davis that's in the team biking.ie and he has a vitus scarf 29 vrx the exact same and he loves it and what he said is you put a, a wolf tooth um bottle mount cage onto it and then that just solves the problem so it's it basically moves the it's a the bracket on it 
moves it further up the frame so it doesn't get in the way. Ah, that's that's interesting. Nice little, yeah, little tip. I thought that was a good, good uh, little tip to get that for anybody, because because uh, if you can't run a water bottle, especially if you're only out for a two hour ride or what, and then you, and you don't like carrying camelbacks or whatever, you need you need somewhere to put a bottle of water, you know, when you're out for a spin. So yeah, it's interesting. It used to, uh, it was a thing a while back that you wouldn't have put a water bottle on your bike. That wasn't the same thing, but now it seems to be getting very popular again. Yeah. I think it's because the whole, basically, the the VRX comes with the piggyback system, but the other models uh, don't, and it's the where the mounts are for the water bottle isn't an issue with the other models, but it obviously wasn't re-drilled to suit the VRX model, so it was probably mm-hmm. just an oversight on the design, I would, I would imagine, but um, at least you know it's fixable with a, with a Wolf 2 bottle cage. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Aye, so that's very good. So in general, you're liking the Vitus uh, as a brand. You think it's quite cool. The rain seems quite nice. Um, yeah, they the seem rain. to be getting it right. Yeah, um, definitely that bike has that bike has ticked all the boxes for me. And as a 29er, because maybe less about the brand, but more about the size of the wheel, the 29er was what I was quite interested to find and see does it suit me and I've kind of come away from a little bit thinking that maybe actually I'm probably better suited to riding a 29er than I am on a 27 if you know I'm I'm thinking that I quite enjoyed it I felt as a 29 inch bike I felt at home pretty much straight away and I didn't feel I didn't feel awkward on it I just like I got on it and the more I ride it the more I was like oh this this is kind of the bike not this is not this is the bike for me. This is the style of bike for me that I, that I really do like. So yeah, it, it's definitely given me a lot of food for thought on a 29. I'd be interested now if I jump back on the 27.5 to see, you know, to, to offset that again, see what way, see what way I'm thinking on. But I definitely like the 29. I enjoyed it a lot. And I can see where my mates are riding one now. They're quite they're, like, they're swearing by it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's one of those things that once you, go that way i think it would be hard to go back really yeah because i'd kind of cla- like i'm an okay i'm I'm all right at riding a bike i'm I'm okay like but i would kind of within that i'd classify me as quite a smoother rider i wouldn't be i wouldn't be you know that aggressive with it i'd be quite smooth and pick a nice try to pick a nice line that's you know that sort of style of thing and i think the 29 if you kind of ride a bit like that the 29 will definitely suit you Mm-hmm. now robert tell us about you're getting a lend of another bike after the escarp can you tell us a wee bit about that one yes once uh this uh the escarp review is 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 complete uh the plan is to to try out the new proof uh, uh the dave in chain reaction cycles belfast has a mega pro 290 i believe lined up ready for for testing so that'll be the next bike out in the trails to to try that one out and it'll be good uh, comparison to see how it fares over the vitus range yeah awesome that's carbon is that right yes yeah yeah okay that's cool and you did mention before you'd seen some guys riding them and stuff it looks nice huh yeah, um, the last day I was out in the trails, there was a lad riding where he was riding a new proof and it looks really, it looks like a nice bike, a beefy lump of a, of a bike. And I think like, uh, I think it's the same spec that Keelan Grant would race in the, in the EWS. So it'll be kind of interesting to have a look at that as well. Well, if you can uh, get to the same speed as Callan, you'll be doing all right. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I might. I think I might have a bit of work to do to get there, but I can look the part anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you can get a Kevin Grant jersey, you know, and sure nobody knew the difference with a helmet on. <laughs> I look good in the car park, and then that would be the best bit. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, well, here, thanks so much for coming on and uh, doing the first review on the podcast. That was pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah, no bother. Thanks very much for having us on. It's good to chat about bikes any day of the week. So it was uh, it was nice to nice to kind of voice or uh, kind of go back over your opinion on what's been going through your head for the last few weeks, and kind of you know have a chat about it and. Uh, bounce opinions about so it's nice yeah, yeah definitely yeah it's cool man it's cool thanks again for coming on and um i know we're going to be doing a few wee things in the future just regarding the race scene in ireland and stuff like that so uh, i look forward to that as well brilliant brilliant all right bod thanks have a good evening and um i will speak to you shortly same to you thanks very much Garrett. That's it, folks. That's it for uh, episode number 82. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, Robert, thanks so much for coming on the show, man, again and chatting to us about the bike. And um, I think uh, you actually quite enjoy that bike. So we may see one of those in your rack in not too distant future. Um, so thanks again for coming on. Now, folks, if you want to know more about the episode we had with Robert there or find out a wee bit more about what Robert does or about the bike itself, you can go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com. You can um, have a look at the bike and all the links are there on Robert's show notes just to give you quick and easy access to chain reactions to the Fitus brand and everything else that we chatted about there. So that's all there. You can listen to the show from there as well. You can simply just log on and, and uh, well, you don't even have to log on. You just open up the website and go on there and uh, you can listen to the show from there. You can also listen to it from iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean and Spotify. And if you're doing that, thanks so much. And for the guys reviewing the show on iTunes, thanks a lot. It really helps get the show seen by other listeners on iTunes. Um, so please just subscribe via iTunes, leave a review and uh, comment on the episodes and um, it's awesome it's what really helps the show out to be to be fair um, so also if you want to help the show just share on socials we are on instagram and facebook at mtb tribe you can find out more there and uh, just share the socials i don't mind you sharing, sharing images and stuff like that it's all good so go ahead and do that and uh, help the show out i would much much appreciate it Um, So thanks for being here again, folks, and thanks for letting me be in your earbulbs. We'll be joining you next week for another exciting episode of the MTB Tribe podcast, and it's a good one. I'm really looking forward to it. So until then, have a good time on the trails and stay safe.